Ready? Hello, and welcome to Rhythm in Pixels, the video game music podcast. This is episode 1-9. I'm Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Thank you for joining us today on a journey of video game music. How you been, Pernell, since uh, last time we hung out? You know how I go, man. I just kind of relax, get my game on, get my drive on, but not too far because gas, <laughs> gas has actually gotten way cheaper now. So yeah, yeah, it gives me a little bit more of affordable, a little bit more disposable income as a result. And you know what I like to do with that money, right? Uh, more video games? You bet you're behind. I was going to say a uh, taco deal. 100 tacos Get for $100, huh? <laughs> 100 tacos for $100. Or like coffee, you know, like all, all the coffee that... <laughs> Futurama reference. Oh, can we just combine a Simpsons and Futurama reference into one joke? Yeah, absolutely. Now that's awesome. That's what we're doing. That's Matt Groening love right That's there. what we're doing tonight. I gotta tell you, so we talked about um, Gremlins in the last episode. Oh, okay. And so I popped it in. I popped it in to check it out. Oh, you ended up playing it? I started to. How much of your butt did it kick? Oh my god, immediately. I had to continue three times because the moving platforms were so hard to reach. It gets ridiculous. <laughs> you get to the freaking gremlins with the helicopter helmets. There's like, the game starts you off and you're like, gizmo. Uh, first of all, I've never seen the movies. I should probably... Hey, okay, whoa! That's amazing, right? I've never whoa, seen these movies. Yeah, that was a and perfect so, Christmas film, by the way. Yeah, that's what I hear. So, so, so gizmo is like running around and you're throwing tomatoes at like... First of all, the tomatoes have like this slowest, like like speed of like uh, of throwing them, and then like well, they have to they catch do, like, up to the they do like no damage, and there's like rats flying at you, and then there's like bats, and then there's giant tomatoes, and you're immediately getting stomped, and and, and it's all top down. It's almost like um, uh, Star Tropics, yeah, in that way. But Star Tropics had like really crappy control, I think. Because it was like on a grid view, but anyway, so it's like you're running around, and then like the platform comes towards you, and you gotta jump on it, and the platform immediately moves away. <laughs> yep, you gotta <laughs> over. You gotta jump to where the platform's going over. to be, not where it is. So zen. But it's the kind of game that makes me want to finish it because small, difficult NES games make me want to like go. Hmm, I could speed run that. I can try to finish that in like you know a half an hour, right? Yeah, they're perfect. I mean, they're they're hard enough to make you have to do retries, but they're short enough that once you get good at it, it's like a thirty minute sitting. So we here at Rhythm and Pixels do not condone the use of emulators to play classic games that you have not purchased. Okay, I'm not going to tell you where to buy ROMs, but I found an awesome new emulator that I have to tell you about. It's called the Retro Arch. Uh, Retro A-R-C-H and it's a multi-system emulator it's got a really slick interface Ooh. it can do um, multiple systems across uh, multiple countries and, and, and regions it's really really nice it's a difficult to set up but once you got it set up it does everything really nicely all in one box I'll have the link up on our page and if you're the type that wants to definitely have all the physicalities and whatnot I still though it has a bit of you know, there's a lot of talk about it in the industry as far as like social talk goes, but the Retron 5 is still a pretty solid device to get your retro yeah, on. If, if you've got the original cartridges, you know, that thing will hook you up. It's like a console where you plug in your cartridges, it has an HDMI out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's not native HDMI to these old systems, but you can just play them on your big TV and, you know, have some fun. Exactly. And I mean, it does GBA too, which is sweet. Oh, wow. That's, I didn't know that. That's cool. Oh, yeah. So. As far as, you know, shopping goes and the fact that I love to spend my money that I don't have. Dude, love that Segway. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, well, screw that. Oh, no, Segways. I'll jump with that rollerboard thing. No dice. Oh, screw uh, that thing. But the topic of today's episode is bump a bump. Blow your money on the what? Shopping. You're going to buy potions. You're going to buy um, food. You're going to buy uh, stat points. You're going to buy weapons. You're going to buy armor. You're going to buy music. You're going to buy music. You buy everything. It's video games, and it's just like, you know, it's like a little trope they do to push the game along. You know, like, oh, where did you get that new sword? You got it from the local sword shop. Save the town. Here, you can buy a weapon at no discount. Well, you know what? You killed, like, four evil demon pigs, and they happened to drop 50 gold. What are you going to buy with that 50 gold? Maybe a dagger or a kitchen knife. I would buy the potions. Right. You get addicted <laughs> to them, and then that's a problem. Yeah, I, I got to get off the potions. <laughs> so yeah, today's theme is shop music or shopping or 
you know, anything where you would go into a game and you would spend the in-game money to buy stuff. Exactly. We're not doing, you know, we're not doing Steam. Steam. We're, we're not playing your favorite Steam shopping yeah. compilations here. Yeah, this ain't no freemium. <laughs> <laughs> we're going out there to, you know, mainly retro, but we're going all... I, I, actually, I went all across the board on my uh, systems, and I think you did too, which I'm it's just really cool. Yeah, I kind of did. I mean... I dug deep, found some nice classics that I enjoyed loving as a kid. And honestly, in many cases, I still listen to them today at my desk at work or, quote you not, sometimes at the store. So (laughs) that's just me, though. Listen to shopping music at the Target. That's right. I'll stroll through Target with shop music on my MP3 player. Well, this is episode 1-9, shopping music, which means, Pernell, you go first. Dan-da-dan. Um... Um, I know it's kind of a bit of a trope for me lately, but I only do it because the music from the games are so friggin' good. Um, the first track I have chosen is from Revelations Persona, and it is called Fast Food. To Rhythm and Pixels here. You are listening to Fast Food from Revelations Persona. Composers are oh, uh, Kenichi Tsuchiya, Hidehito Aoki, and Misaki Okibe. I'm not going to lie. Even though I'm really bad at remembering a lot of things, I also just like to hear Rob try to pronounce all the names. No, okay. <laughs> Kenichi Tsuchiya we've heard a few times, not just because of Persona tracks, but this is good. This oh, yeah. Good. It's fantastic. But here's the beautiful thing about this. is Again, I like to feel like I'm cheating every episode. This is considered a shop in the game. Yeah. It is a fast food restaurant, but you can't actually buy anything in the shop. That's okay. That's fine. It's still shopping. <laughs> you're still, like, thinking you're going to shop, right? Exactly. You go up to the counter, and the guy always tells you something about how you can't actually Ooh. buy food there. And the whole reason to go there is if you don't know where you're supposed to go next in the story, all the characters sitting around the tables talking to each other. Huh. And that's how you learn, oh, weren't we supposed to go to the cast after we're done eating here? You know, something like that. So it's just a way to get you back on track for the game. But this is, to me, next to Satoshi, you know, Satomi Tadashi's music, which we could talk about another episode or something. This is probably the best shopping theme in the game to me. I like this. It's It's got this cool, um, like, elevator... Like, um, you know, you're actually at, like, a shopping center. Oh, with, like, yeah. really lame music. But you listen to that organ, it goes kind of dissonant, kind of off-key in a little bit, a few places. And the main melody has a strut vibe to it. Yeah, you're strutting, you're strutting, but then it gets and then it gets a little off-key, and you're like, what? And that must be the whole thing where like, you're not really buying anything, <laughs> but you're at the shop. I thought maybe there might have been, like, a battle that happened or something in the shop. Oh, well, no? in some parts of the game, but not in this particular shop, no. But it does get crazy when you get to the black market. Well, that's cool. I like the, uh, the bass. Again, here's that that crazy, <laughs> the crazy like off, off, off keyboard solo kind of thing. It's if, cool. If you haven't learned yet at this point in the show, folks, I liked. I have a pretty weird taste in music. It goes all over the place. Yeah, we have a lot of. I think between the two of us, we got like everything covered. Probably. <laughs> it's a beautiful vibe to have, man. It rolls. Just like, just like good music. Mm, yeah, I'm, good music is what I'm all about. And same with you, good sir. Which, by the way, he is a DJ. One of these days, the remix on the episode for a bonus track might be one of his. In the future, I don't want to use the show to promote my own stuff just yet. Unless it's good. <laughs> Unless, Unless it's good. And it's all good, Pernell, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go on to your track, sir. What did you pick for your first shop a ding dong uh, track? I went back to the NES. Um, I know the last episode I picked all NES, but for shop music, you cannot 
you cannot skip the classics. River City Ransom. Oh. This is the menu slash shop music from River City Ransom on the Nintendo Entertainment System. shop music and the menu music from River City Ransom from the NES. The composer is Kasuo Sawa. I love this song. I love this whole soundtrack. But this this song gets me because like there's so many different shops in River City Ransom. Oh yeah. Though admittedly hearing this track as I kind of dance around a bit in my chair it just took me back to the old days with the same old routine of Going to the Capitol Bridge, going down the <laughs> stairs, beating the tar out of Benny and Clyde, collecting <laughs> your seven bucks or whatever it was, going back up the stairs, one screen over, go to the shop, eat a pepper beef, shove a whole plate into your mouth. Yeah, but there's like different shops. There's a shop for... Oh, uh, but you only went to the pepper beef shop most of the time. Yeah, you had to get that money up. Had to get your money up. Yeah, there's a shop that gives you buy like food. Yeah, you get like sandwiches and you get sushi. Books. You eat books. There's another <laughs> place where you get books and the books would give you like different skills. Mm-hmm. Acro service. Wasn't there like a, um, wasn't there like a... The secret shop. The secret shop. That's where you got Merlin Scroll and... Oh, I forgot about that one. Excalibur. Isn't there one that's like a bathhouse? Yeah, the bathhouse was like one of the last towns. Yeah, because you get in there and like your your little guy becomes naked and he's got like a towel and his little bare butt's hanging out. He's scrub-a-dubbing, man. Gotta keep clean. The the animation when he's sitting at the diner table and he eats like a whole burger in one bite and his whole mouth goes wop, 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 wop. Oh, no, no, not just the burger. He eats the plate. (laughs) He eats the plate. They take the whole thing in one mouth shot just shoves the whole plate with food (laughs) into their mouths and just like gob, gob. And they just like point. Yeah, everything about this game to me is just it reminds me of my childhood playing this thing, like you know, learning it, figuring out like where to go next and how to play it, and the sound of like when you beat up a guy and the coin like plinks onto the ground, you gotta pick up the coin. And the best best part about the game was beating up my brother. Yes, and you can beat up the person you're playing with, which of course in both of our instances was her brothers. Uh huh. He said, "Drive me nuts." He throw a chain by mistake, hit me in the back <laughs> of the head, and it's on. Come there. Dragon feet, bow, 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 knock him down and run away. Go to the next screen. He chases after you. Next screen, you catch him immediately. Bow, 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 chase screens again. It I was beautiful. Know. And of course, the best place to have the battle duels. I wonder if other people had this situation. Oh, we would always duel up. at the park bathrooms. Yes. It was like there was like a very quiet music track that played there. There was only one way out of the stage, and once you beat up the gang there, there was like no disturbing. You just went and just beat the tar out of each other. Like, okay, run around, go back to the bathroom. All right, you done your you done your job. Now it's time to beat each other up just for fun. Yeah, just for fun. <laughs> or just because you got a real beat to settle. Right. You ain't the last hot pocket. Let's go to the bathroom. <laughs> like any other great co-op game, you always got to point the finger at. Wait, I needed that power up. Yes, right. Wait, power up. Hot Pocket. Okay, okay. I'm talking about real Hot Pockets. I'm talking about real Hot Pockets. I'm talking about Hot Pockets IRL. (laughs) We did it for power-ups, too, though. I'm talking about real beef. You stole that last coin. That was the one worth all the money from beating up Moose. (laughs) Go to the bathrooms. On to the bathrooms. Right now. We're taking this to the bathrooms. That's right. It's time to get get down. Pants up! What are you doing? Um, (laughs) Uh, Sounds like a good time for track number three. Oh, my time to shine once again. You're track number two. Now, this one right here, believe it or not, is a personal all-time favorite of mine. It's been very, it's provided tons of nostalgic good feels for me. Uh, admittedly, a track that actually makes me feel kind of, you know, reflect, you know, self-introspective when I start to think about things, whether good or bad. But I'll let you guys be the judge of if it gives you the same vibe. And that track is Popful Male Shop Theme.
And we're back, 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 back <laughs> with Rhythm and Pixels. You are listening to Popful Male Shop Theme. Composers being the Falcom Sound Team, uh, Mieko Ishikawa and Atsushi Shirakawa. The best in the business. Yes, they are. Yeah, back to the Falcom Sound Team, which did the uh, the Ease soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And this has also has like a... Uh, like a anime, like a 90s, early 90s anime style with like the really big eyes, super big ears. It's just a, it's such an awesome freaking game. And the beautiful part about it, like, this is back when Working Designs was still putting games out with their, remember Working Designs, folks? Um, they were putting out their games with their trademark, you know, dub sister, dub and um, translation team, which would include a lot of U.S. references and the like, so they would have, say, one of the villains sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he talked <laughs> like him, and one guy was like a gangster penguin king. Yeah, it's like the, like early 90s anime, where like the dubs made like no sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like this game has such a special place in my heart, it's ridiculous. Like I remember buying it real cheap back as a kid off of a friend used, and I played it to death, and then when a Saturn came out, I sold it because I was a dumb kid who just wanted some quick cash to get a Saturn. And I couldn't find it when I got back into the nostalgia vibe. And by that point, the game sold for like two, three hundred dollars online. What? Yeah, I don't have money for that. But a buddy of mine named David, who happened to he happens to run a game shop, someone brought it into him and sold it to him, and he could have turned a pretty tidy profit. Uh-huh. But instead, he said happy birthday. Nice. And he gave it to me for I free. I love that. This is this was for the Sega CD. Mm-hmm. I still have it at home, right, man. Nice. You got a great retro collection. Oh yeah, man! Every time we hang out at your place, I'm always like, I just like, I'm mesmerized by some of your shelves, looking at all the old like Saturn games and Sega CD games. And... Yeah, I'm actually kind of distraught on that because I feel like I, my collection really took off around the Game Boy Color and uh, PlayStation One era when I right. first started making income. Well, some really interesting games came out. Like, I think we talked about it in the last episode. Really, some really interesting games came out in the PlayStation One era. Oh yeah, because that was when all the floodgates were being opened up. Game development became less expensive. The, oh, yeah. the, the Nintendo seal of quality wasn't so draconian also, anymore. I think that, that time it was okay. It was pre 9/11. I feel like people had kind of a happier outlook on life and so the games that were coming out weren't all like post-apocalyptic war you know like crazy war games shoot them up like we had games like Incredible Crisis oh yeah like where it was all ska music and you have to guide a family through like aliens invading the world by doing dancing well I think that was also I think that was also a lot to do with like you had game development wasn't don't get me wrong it was never necessarily cheap but it was affordable for like studios to just kind of experiment with things. It opened up a little bit more is what you're saying. Yeah, and yeah. the economy was in better shape so companies could take more risks with making crazy things like Incredible Crisis. Right. After, you know, the economy bust and all and technology costs went up to produce games, the fallback safety was Sequelitis, Gray Sky Games. Could you also say maybe it was the, um, like the, the consumers that were buying the game were still flying a little bit more under the radar since since games weren't as so mainstream as the mainstream as they are now, you know. Oh yeah. So people are more publishers could get away with more crazier, zanier things because the they weren't trying to appeal to such a wider audience. I don't know. Maybe I'm just generalizing a little too. No, much. I think you're almost there. I would say if I'm thinking about it again, we're not we're not you know statistician, but then again, even those guys are just guessing. But. I would think it's not so much that they couldn't Shots get a fired win. on the statisticians. Come yeah. on, man. That's right, Michael <laughs> Michael Patcher. Um, but it wasn't so much that they could get away with it, so much as the market was there. They wanted a piece of the major pie, not the niche pie. And the major pie wants shooters. They want post-apocalyptic, like you were saying. I want this pie now. Oh, after the show, we can get some pie. Get some pie. But like, yeah, I mean, like that was to me the one of the biggest issues. Like, once the big budgets, once the larger market showed up, and developers saw every we're paying this much to produce a game, we want the majority of sales, most sales we can get. What do the people want? Shooters, you know? Yeah. So even though you still find, still get cool, trendy games like wacky games, they're usually indie games, or they're games that are made to such a low budget they're almost like intended to only sell to a smaller populace, and they don't want to blow a ton of money to make it happen. Well, we're so. living in a, in a new era now. Um, this might be a good segue into my next track. I was actually going to go into a retro game, Ooh, but this Ooh. is a good segue into one of my other picks for today, which is a current game playing oh. on our nostalgia to be a retro title. I'm talking about Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, oh. the video game. Oh, good choice! Which is actually pretty much River City Ransom. <laughs> <laughs> well, also good choice. That's also awesome. The soundtrack, of course, is done by 
I don't know. Anamana Hoochie. No, Anamana <laughs> Gucci. I'm old. I kid. Nah, it's Anamana Gucci. Those guys Gucci, are awesome. A great bunch of chiptune heads, you know, obsessed with retro games who can also play the guitar and the drums and traditional instruments pretty damn well. And the origin of their name is ridiculously hilarious. Actually, I don't know that, but let's get into that after the track. Okay. And this is called, this is one of my favorite, actually, this is one of my favorite, like, video game songs, period. I love this song. And it reminds me of a little bit of the um, of the River City Ransom shop theme. But this is called The Cheap Shop from Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, The Game, by Anamanaguchi. Cheap Shop from Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, The Game, by Anamanaguchi. I, this is, I love this song, man. I can listen to this all day long. Really, the whole episode, and I know we had to listen to this twice to get the recording right. I could, I could listen to this all day long. I love this song. It's really good. It makes you kind of move a little bit, too. Like, it gives you that happy shuffle. It's it gives me like, the happy shuffle. But it still has, like, that shopping theme sound, right? Oh, yeah. You can run it out of the store, leave dust clouds on the floor, that kind of shopping yeah. music. There is like a sound, right? There's like a shopping sound. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shop. It's a shop. I think to me, prime shopping music is music that makes you want to move. Yeah. Not too fast, <laughs> not too slow, but yeah. just enough. But right here is an acoustic guitar solo with an 8-bit backing, which I don't think I've ever heard before. And then, okay, and then there's a little bridge. And then it's answered, a call and response to an 8-bit lead. It's so freaking fantastic. So you got this classical man. guitar, and then you got like this little Nintendo lead right after it. I think it's it's so interesting. It's on a Monoguchi, man. It's what you got to expect. And from even those compared guys. to the rest of the soundtrack, the rest of the soundtrack is fantastic. I've never played through the entire game. I played through a lot of it, but I haven't played through the whole thing. The beautiful. And this is an amazing song. Now here's an interesting thing. Did you know where their name came yes, from? Yes, tell us, Pernell. I want to know this. Um, I could be wrong about this, so someone correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but we're on the internet now, so we're, we're right. <laughs> we are infallible. They're new, they were originally New York residents. Yeah, I know and, that. And they were all going to school for fashion. Okay. So while they were going to school for... When they got out of school for fashion, they were all looking for work. One of them applied to Armani. One applied to, I think it was like Gucci... And the other was the Prada. Uh, oh. And when they decided to form their <laughs> band, they went with those three brands. Cause, really? And they ended up becoming Armana, uh, Ana, Mana, Gucci, which is Armani, Prada, and Gucci. Oh, that's pretty cool. I know that one of the artists, I think it's the drummer, I'm not sure, is um, his artist. He goes by the artist named Knife City when he's doing his own chiptune music. And it's really, really good. I need to look into that. We I didn't know do, that existed. We should do like a like a modern, like postmodern chiptune like episode just, just to go through like like current chiptune music. There's a lot of really good stuff out there. For that one, I'd either need extensive prep time or you'd be leading the charge. You'd be showing me stuff. <laughs> you should know. Well, okay, we'll do it like a way in the future so you can kind of get a little bit of um, uh, 
education. But this game was awesome because I know I know you mentioned earlier how simple it was to Robo City Ransom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the control style and like it was it was like in the game, not in the game, in the movie and in the um and in the comic books. Like when they beat up one of the bad guys, they turned into money. Yeah, all intentional. Like the writer of the comic design wanted it to be that way. He based that off of Robo City Ransom. And then when the game got announced, everybody that people were flipping for. Because I mean, it was like the perfect comic. Oh, yeah, Anamana so Gucci for the soundtrack. Yeah, Paul Roberson for the art. Oh, and you had amazing. the old school River City Ransom style run through town, beat up thugs, get your money, and shop for and multiplayer, cool stuff. like local multiplayer. Yes, it was like so cool. it was so kismet, and all the crazy references, like the Mario Three references and the Turtle Ninja Turtles references, everything. It's like. I wanted that game to have DLC so barely, and then the next game we got with Paul Roberson art was Mercenary Kings. So I don't think I've seen that one, but I love a, that guy though. I mean, his art style. Like I've seen like his other videos. Like even just like, his regular artwork is so cool. Yes, it is. It's but like, if you could do graffiti with pixel art and then animate it, like that was him. Yeah, just make sure you vet it before you show it to your kids. Otherwise, it's fantastic. It's like graffiti. <laughs> exactly, just like graffiti. This stuff is fantastic. All right, so we're going to come out of the um, the retro style nostalgia. Are we walking out of the cheap shop? We're walking out of the cheap shop into another shop. I like this. It's kind of like we're at a mall. We're at a shopping mall. All right, hey. We're leave, now we're leaving, we're leaving, I don't know, uh, we're leaving Boscov's. All right, so we're going to come out of Boscov's and we're going to, I don't know what we're talking to now. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe a hot topic, but when it didn't suck, I don't um, know. I'm looking at our set list, and it looks like we're walking into a Sam Goody. Oh, okay. I'll go with that. I prefer <laughs> Sam Goody. I just miss Sam Goody so much. Or Rainbow Music. I'll also take Rainbow Music. All right. All right. We got one Rainbow Music. Because, you know, with being me, I got to step it up into a little bit more of the Rocky theme. It's yes. what I do. Not Rocky the Boxer. <laughs> Rock music. <laughs> um, and this music is going to be the Lords of Thunder shop tune. Lords of Thunder shop theme. Hit it. Welcome back to Rhythm and Pixels. You are listening to the shop theme from Lords of Thunder on the Turbo Duo. This is a different kind of shop theme. Oh, it's a rocking shop theme. It was pretty much... Also, do you know? Do we know who composed this? Uh -oh. This was an oddity. Okay, this is for the um, the, the CD PC engine, or the, the Turbo Duo. Mm -hmm. um, and it was called... All I could find from it was the, the tease, tease Music. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, like, I mean, Hudson. I mean, back then they kind of just they kind of shopped out a lot of their music too. They just they would just randomly kind of pay people to do like they had in-house guys, but for the most but this, part, it was shopped this out. This game is really famous for its soundtrack, though, right? I remember like when we first started hanging out ages ago. Ages ago, we're older now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, I walked with about this game. Like, oh man, I got the soundtrack, the Lords of Thunder. It's heavy metal music, and I was like, heavy metal music. Oh, this song, this soundtrack is fantastic, and uh, the entire OST for the game kind of fits a similar rock vibe to it. another case of music that I will to this day listen to when I'm just kind of sitting around or if I'm trying to really crunch through a deadline at work like put on some Lords of Thunder <laughs> it'll, it'll get you fired up 
What I'm trying to say is like it's so famous for its soundtrack that I'm surprised I couldn't find any more um, composer information. But I'll, I'll do a little more research in the next coming weeks. I, I, I want to know. I honestly wouldn't mind hearing it myself because then we can look for other stuff that this guy's done. I'm curious. Because it being on the Turbo Graphics, and this is a is a Hudson Hudson Soft Hudson Soft. So I, don't even I know was what thinking it might have been Falcom again, like maybe like that group, but it doesn't quite sound like them. It's got. I don't know. It's still heavy, hard-hitting, though. It's, I don't even know what the darn plot is to this game. That's how it was when I was playing. I just thought of it as, like, well, you're, a you're a super guy going to kick out the take out the various, like, demon gods or something, and you have sacred armor that you can wear, elemental armors. Water armor was the best one, just saying. And uh, <laughs> you just went through different countries that you chose from a world map. You shot the places up took out their mid-bosses and their final boss form. They would always kind of like, it was always like the god and they would kind of mutate or transform into like a demon form. It was just so freaking good. <laughs> and is, still yeah. worth playing. Their gameplay video looks awesome. I, I like I like the horizontal scrollers. And this is, uh, it's a very unique. Oh yeah, you can have, you're a guy in a flying armor, but if you get to the ground, you're actually running along the ground too. Oh, that's it's cool, kind of yeah. funny. I like that. So it's overall, it's hard to find, I'll admit, but if you can find it, it's a highly recommended play. That sounds great. For all I know, I might be missing something. It might be on like Virtual Console or something. Who the heck knows? But look I don't into know. It. I think you can find them on Virtual Console. I did see that on one of the other uh, wikis that I looked up. Ooh. That's pretty cool. Hopefully it's there, because if so, get on that. So I guess we are now on to your final pick, aren't we? Yeah, my final uh, pick for the uh, for the game portion of our show. Um, I went to um, Super Famicom, um, Gamberi Goemon, which is the mystical ninja. Mystical ninja. So there's the Gamberi Goemon series, and I'm not sure if this is like a third one or second one, or if this is the first one. It's hard to there's tell. Um, we'll them. find out when I hear it, because if it's not, I mean, because they had three or so on Super Nintendo, oh, but we only got just, one. This is just Gomberry Goemon for the Super Famicom, and the song is called How About a Burger? I like burgers. Listening to How About a Burger from the game Gambari Goemon for the Super Famicom. The artists are Kazuhiko Uehara and Harumi Ueko. Okay, now that I've actually heard the track for yeah. those in the States that want to give it a shot, you may have already played this game. It was released here as Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Um, I love this track. It reminds me of good times of beating each other, basically getting each other hit, <laughs> having our health drop, and having to go to the store and shop, which funny because I only remember ever really buying pieces in that game like slices of pieces or whole pieces I don't recall buying burgers but there's like a there's like a food themed world in the in the gameplay videos that I watched and so this was like part of that shop of that area so maybe it's like they offer you a burger but you buy a pizza I don't know I'm wondering what world <laughs> that is because like I mean I, I know this game like backwards and forwards as far as the worlds go like there was definitely never a food-themed stage, at least not on that game All particularly. Right. Well, maybe I'm wrong then. No, you're, not, you're, you're probably not. It's probably from one of the other games. There was, like, there was three on Super. Oh, okay. There was three of them on Super. Um, but uh, anyway, it still has that kind of shop theme kind of vibe going on. Oh, yeah. Like, you you're, you buy weird stuff in this game. Like you can buy, like, ninja arts. You can buy you can buy PC. You can buy straw coats. You can buy <laughs> sandals, which, in fact, you kind of have to have sandals because if you don't, Traversing the ground is a pain in the butt because you run slower and you can't jump very high without straw sandals. Because apparently that's what you need. Um, <laughs> to get moving. Oh, yeah. But it's such a fun game. Great for co-op. You can play the first stage of Gradius at the amusement yeah, park yeah, stage. The, the soundtrack has, yeah, Gradius music in it, which is really cool. And there's some really interesting tracks. But hold on. There's some really 
interesting parts to this because it's got this cool little jingle within this bass. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. I like this part. And then um, there's a little uh, the flute. That's a good little flute section. I can damn near but promise then, you. What the standout we don't even recognize is there is right here. <laughs> the bongo. Like I can damn well promise you that there will be more, you know, mystical ninja and Goemon tracks oh, in this show a over the time. Great soundtrack. Okay, we're going to play lots more. There was there was like three D ones too, right? They did that for the yeah the super the sixty four had Goemon's Great Adventure and it had Mystical Ninja sixty four. Now that's a system we haven't hit yet. Is the N sixty four? I don't think. Oh, it will happen because there there are Goemon tracks on both of those games that are freaking solid. Also, we haven't hit the Game Boy yet either. Yeah, you're right. Actually, Game Boy is hard to choose though. Maybe but we could do like a uh, just a handheld game, Tiger Electronics. I think. I think we might have our theme after our like for our next unassigned episode. Might yeah. be handheld. Maybe we'll do some announcements at the end of this episode about what our next plans will be. But you know, we're open to whatever. All right. So, All right, so now we're moving out of the shop, moving out of these shops anyway, taking a little stroll. Head, are we heading over to the? The, the, the last special shop of the episode? We're, yeah, we're on to the, the special shop, which is um, kind of like the hidden section of Target where everything is like half price and covered in chocolate. That's right. They're talking the bonus round episode of the shop. Wait, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Anyway, we're going to the bonus round. <laughs> bonus round. Bonus round. <laughs> this is the section of the show where we listen to remixes. We listen to covers try to keep it within the theme of the show but if we can't quite fit it in who cares we're going to play some great music that we enjoy of covers and remixes mm-hmm. so. sign me up all right so hey pernell what did you bring to the rhythm and pixels table i gotta tell you this theme finding a remix was very difficult but i stayed the course and came across one that i actually was very happy and proud of locating this particular remix well you'll hear it and you'll know to an extent but it is the shop theme from Legend of the for the is the shop theme from Legacy of the Wizard on the NES. bonus track that I've chosen, which is the retro remix of the shop theme from Legacy of the Wizard. Composer being? Um, DJ Axis or Akushisu. Um, one or the other. Not a lot of information online, but uh, he did a bunch of remixes for the website ScrewAttack, ScrewAttack.com on his show Retro Remix. And honestly, I've I never was, heard of this before. I've had a show, and I'm totally going to check this out now because I like this. Ditto, same here. Like, this is the first I've ever heard of it was while just looking for uh, remixes from this for this theme. Now, just to clarify for the people that may know more about this game than they have any business knowing, I do know that this is also the track that plays when you're choosing the family member that's going to go out of the house onto the journey. But <laughs> I, so I very well could and be... And you, Billy, um, you are going to go to the shops to buy me some steak and you under you're gonna stay home and um, i need you to clean the living room and you you need to go on an adventure and fight dragons but Ex- that, no only go the fight son the can fight the dragon that's the funny part of, there's an entire family including a pet but I'm only the son can fight the final <laughs> giant dragon we'll have to trade some players sometime i used to i never owned this game but i used to rent it a lot as a it's kid it's nes right mm-hmm. i'll take a look at this one and believe it or not we didn't know it back then but this was also falcom oh this is falcom yeah oh, okay as far as we could tell though it was border was broder button software remember those guys but that was falcom they were actually no i'm saying the game was published here by broder oh, okay but I gotcha. this was actually developed by falcom uh, and because right. they distributed 
where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Exactly, That's the same Broder Bunch. Yeah. And for those who don't necessarily know, this is actually a part of what they're referred to as the Legend of Heroes series. And uh, Legend of Heroes okay. games are still coming out in the States. Um, we actually just got the sequel to Legend of Heroes 6, Oh, interesting. Trails in the Sky, second chapter on PSP last December. Oh, very cool. So, hey, there's your taste of weird. Wow. Now we got a cool shop theme remix. I like it. Reminds me of um, like that in Sonic 2 where you're flying through the sky. Which which one? Um, Are you talking about the sky, the sky, sky chase? Sky chase. Yeah, it reminds me of sky chase music. It does sound good. A little bit, a little bit. Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but it reminds me of the Sky Chase music. And we got a good looping kind of remix at the end here. This is good. This is good stuff. I mean, I'm honestly sold. So I guess I don't want to go on talking about this forever, though I will say buy and play or play Legacy of the Wizard when you get some chances because it's totally worth it. I will. I will. What is your jam of choice? My jam is totally a jam. It is from the artist Grimecraft, who became... um, I'm assuming he became popular originally from his remixes from Pokemon. He does straight up grimy, like dancey, super deep bass music. Just weird, weird stuff. He'll take songs and just completely flip it on his head. This guy is an animal with music. And he did a remix from the game Fantasy Star Online. Ooh. And the track is just called Rare. the song rare by the artist grimecraft uh, that's music from fantasy star online that's the lobby and the shop music i missed that game the first uh, exposure too. to mmo gameplay that i ever had console mmo especially oh, yeah. i got uh man i got some stories man just playing that all day long and then 
getting on the Japanese servers and playing with um, guys like uh, Masaki Tanaka. If you're listening, we were playing. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. You'd be like, basically, I'm all ready to log on to base. Like, I'm gonna get back on. Yeah, it was all day long. It was it was not a good scene. <laughs> and uh, back looking back on it, it's, it's fun memory. You know, yeah, I guess it's like like the the. The parallel or the meta, you know, the parallel is um, World of Warcraft now, right? Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, because like I played World of Warcraft as well, and while I did have a lot of fun, I have some extremely fond memories of it. Those memories are essentially just as fond as they are as the ones I have for Fancy Star because they they pretty much are bullet points to different areas of my gaming life, like history of my gaming life. You know, the first exposure to online gaming as a whole, yeah. being on a console and it was limit its limitations. Yeah, but it worked really well, I think, for the dial-up. Oh, exactly. Yeah. The Dreamcast being having only dial-up internet. It was it was freaking solid. It was really good. Didn't, I don't think you even had voice chat. Oh, funny story, before I can, before I can say it. Yeah, go uh, for it, go for it, go for it. We got time. Uh, when I was playing on that, I used to work at KB Toys back in the day. And um, when I was playing on this game, I ended up meeting a person on there that who, their screen name was Dusty Bear 4. Really? Like, I've never heard this story before. Oh, it's a fun story. Okay, I'll hear it. We so used to, Dust, Dusty Bear 4. Dusty Bear 4. We All used right. to play online regularly. It turned out that this person also worked at a KB Toys, but it was in Arizona. Huh. Um, so we would always tell crazy stories about you know KB Toys and how much life either was great or how much it sucked. And you would talk in-game. In in game via text because you know there was no voice chat back. Right, right, right. So you drop the controller, pick up the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have, yeah, I, I did have a keyboard. You're right. So it pretty much just a keyboard type, type, type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then months later, uh-huh. I actually developed a crush on this person, thinking, oh, this person is really awesome. She gets everything about me. We're all we're just alike. You know, we're the same street, same problem, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Tries to be a dude, and then the dude thought that I was a girl, <laughs> and it was basically we had mutual crushes. On each other, but we had our genders incorrect. I, I so love like how bork. confident you are in yourself <laughs> to tell this story online. Yeah, it was so the good. it was the days of early online games. Yeah, you know? I love it. I love it. But it was. I mean, we still were cool after that. It was like, look, we're, we're not talking to each other on that level. But hey, we click. We're friends. Let's keep playing the game. Well, that's cool. And you maintain that friendship at least through the game, right? Exactly. Because once the game was done, there was no more mutual connection, yeah. and we were done at that. That point. happens. You know, you have like activity friends. You know, like that kind of thing. friends that you only do activities with or, or certain games with, and then things kind of fall out over time. Yeah. But um, no. Anyway, I, I, I hope you like the music. Um, Grimecraft uh, travels tours all over the place to you know game cons. I think you. He's going to be at MAGFest in a few weeks. Really? Pretty sure. I, oh. I know that he's posted on like Twitter or whatever that he loves playing at MAGFest. I mean, he's played at MAGFest before, but um, well. crazy guy. He does um he does a stream on Twitch with other DJs and they just play music and they do like live remixes. Just crazy stuff. Well, just like that song, crazy stuff. I really like it. Well, I'll be there as Ma- at the MAGFest Pokemon League as the Steel Gym Leader. So, <laughs> hey, maybe I'll pop in and catch him if I'm there and I see him too. You've been listening to the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast, episode 1-9, our focus on shopping music. Had a great old time. I can't say for everybody, but I know Rob and I had a good time. We hope you did too. Yeah, I really like how shopping music is just kind of fun, whimsical, you know, and when you're in a game that's full of action and adventure and, and some danger and you walk into a shop and it's just totally chill. A relaxation reprieve, as it were. Unless you're in the game Lords of Thunder and then it's just heavy metal all over again as an excuse to rock out with your pockets out because you're broke um but hey for good measure why don't you walk out of store and smash things as you go yeah actually i remember in i remember in um uh, legend of zelda for the game boy the first one um, mm-hmm. do you know which one that was i don't know link's awakening link's uh link to the past nice to have the game boy the game boy yeah, yeah link's awakening you can actually steal from the shop yeah, but don't go back. <laughs> don't ever go back. So once you steal from the shop, because you can pick up an item and then make the, the, the shopkeeper turn the other way, and you run out real fast. I remember I found that by accident. But then if you go back in, he's like, you stole from me. And he insta-kills you. <laughs> and every character in the game brands you as a thief for the rest yes, of the and game. They, yeah, and your name is no longer Link or whatever. It's just Thief. 
that's, that's pretty awesome in that regard. And they won't let you forget that you stole from this shopkeeper two hours ago. It's still there. Everyone knows. Yeah. Um, if you want to uh, send us an email, you can drop us an email at rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. Um, if you want to check out our website, leave us a comment there. You can go to rhythmandpixels.com. Yeah. And um, yeah, check us out on Stitcher and on iTunes podcasts. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to us uh, if you want to listen to more. There's plenty more episodes. Um, and leave us a rating or a comment. Hey, because as we say, we sell you bark, we sell you podcast listings at any part. Tired. Anyway, the point is, we offer our products for anything that you want to listen to, free of charge. Podcasts for free. We do this for free because we love the music. Exactly. However, we do accept comments as currency, so <laughs> if you have any desire to drop any lines on anything we can do that you liked about the show, anything you don't like about the show, any comments in regards to future topics. Yeah, if you got ideas for future games, if you want to, if you have a correction for maybe a, um, a composer that I mispronounced, that's I'm sure has happened in every episode that we've done up until now. That's part of the fun, guys. Come on. <laughs> But yeah, so um, coming up, we're coming up on our 10th episode. Can you believe that? Oh, man. And we've been consistent, too. Every episode on Clockwork. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm really excited for our 10th episode. We're going to do something special. We're going to have a guest on the show. Oh. Oh, I think we all know who that's going to be. A very special friend of mine. We are talking the other component of the Pernell and Matt play games. Wait, which side? Which one? Which one? It's Pernell and Matt. The other one. It's the other one. It's Matt. We're going to have Matt. Matt's going to be on the show helping us out with uh, racing games. I'm, I'm really excited to listen vroom, to vroom. Actually, he's really excited. He's, he's been listening to lots of music. Um, and I'm really excited because I love music and racing games. And I have a lot of, a lot of fond memories of, of my music. My, my current, current musical tastes coming from 90s and 2000 era racing games. Heck, my track's already right there. I'll be ready to go, technically. Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked. So hopefully um, I'll be recording that soon. But if you're listening to this episode on Monday, you might just be snowed in if you're on the East Coast. Who are we kidding? We'll be all at work. Yeah, who knows when this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. I'm Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Have a good evening. Good night. Don't spend it all in one place. 